Hello everyone, my name is Laura and welcome to a new episode of EduTech XP. In this episode, Michelle talks to some of her fellow students from the EduTech master's degree at the University of Saarland. Each of them has an educational background and previous experience in each of the key subjects that this program involves, education, computer science and psychology. Get ready to discover their motivations to study here, their current experiences in the program, and their future plans related to the edutech field. So, hello, Anish. Hello, Michelle. Could you tell us a bit about your background and your experience before entering to the master's program of educational technology at Saarland University? Yeah, so I did my bachelor's in Canada, and I did a Bachelor of Arts. And I went into teaching. And after working in public education just for a little bit, I went to private education and I worked as a worked my way up to becoming the academic director of a school. So I have a lot of background in education, creating programs, and I wanted to see how I could use that here. So that would directly lead me to my next question. And what motivated yeah. you to study EduTech? Yeah, just that, because I, I have a lot of experience uh, with classroom creation. So I know how to create programs for a live audience. And the way of the world now is to use technology and to have online classes. So I need to learn that aspect of uh, the education. So that's why I want to add the tech part to the edu. And that's why I joined this. Do you have specific examples where... You didn't use technology, but you would wish that you would have? Um, it's not so much that. It's more that I don't know where I can or how I can because I'm a traditional teacher. What do you call traditional teacher? Because you said you're a teacher, you have experience. But like, what exactly? Could you give examples for that? Um, so like using the board, for example. Right? I when I was in the classroom, I used the board all the time. Uh, but, I, you know, towards when I stopped teaching and then I started creating the programs, uh, like during that time, I also started using the computers because the school that I worked at got a lot more digital as well. So then I would just type everything up as I was speaking and, and then use the computer like that and just have a huge screen. And the students would be able to take the notes like that and we could do full classes like that. And then also like giving homework and handing homework in, all of these things. And these are just basics. So there's so much more that we can do with technology in an educational setting. And I need to learn it. So that's why I'm here. And what would you consider to be the most interesting thing about combining, and then in our case, education, technology, and also psychology in education? What, what would you say is the most interesting thing if would you, you would have to name something? For me, it would be the psychology aspect. Because, you know, it's always there in a traditional classroom as well, right? How do you manage your students? How do you motivate your students, right? What do you do to keep them engaged, to keep them having fun, and then to keep them learning? And also to keep them happy, to be honest. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then you add this layer of technology, like for an online class, for example, right? Now you don't have that direct connection, like as we all know, right? But it's like, how do you, how do you bridge that gap? So. That's the most interesting part is, and then what we've been learning is, you know, the psychology of the student, like motivation aspects, multimedia aspects, how all of these things play in to the experience of the student. So I like that. And that's interesting to me because it's something that I didn't consider. 
Okay. And uh, are you currently working in that field already? Or are you applying the knowledge in a real life setting at the moment? No, I think I'm in a little bit of a unique position because I come to this program already with the experience. So I'm working backwards in this sense. So I'm thinking like this is a thinking phase for me. Right. So like I'm thinking of all of the things I'm learning and how I could have applied it previously and also now how I can apply it before. And this this semester of the program is interesting for that because we are creating lessons in a lot of our classes. So now I'm this is literally what I'm thinking about. Like we did the tech trends and gadgets one. And after that lesson, I was like, well, we could have added so many more technological pieces to that lesson. So like now that I had the first one done, I'm thinking of more. How can I add more technological pieces into the lesson moving forward that we have to create? And coming from an let's say educational background, would you say that all this, what we are also learning, the computer science aspects, you were missing them during your first studies to become a teacher? Yeah, let's be honest. I am a lot older than you guys. So uh, when I first did it, was learning, this wasn't really as big of a thing, right? It's just like technology is moving so quickly. So I got to, you know, I appreciate the fact that I have a lot of the education aspect. I am confident in my abilities that way, but I know my limitations in the technology part and I have to catch up. So would you say that for nowadays, for teacher training, this would be a, already a part in the basic teacher training to combine those technologies? At least in Canada, it already is, right? And I'm assuming in Germany it must be because you guys are quite techy, in my opinion. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's just the way of the world. It's just forward movement of human evolution. So we got to go with it, right? And already talking about the future, what would you say are your plans for the future? You say you come from the traditional teaching way, but... Yeah, uh, I like gamification. I think I genuinely enjoy that. I think there's ways, like my background is in, uh, you know, like language learning is is the key thing. And language learning and gamification go very well together. They fit very well together. I have ideas and I want to execute those ideas and I got to learn how to do it. So you want to get so. back into the this traditional teacher position? No, I'm gonna no, not at all. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just I want to like learn how to make educational games because mm -hmm. educate to be blunt, educational games are usually not fun. They are not fun. They are boring. <laughs> But video games are fun, right? Everybody likes video games. <laughs> so I think I think language learning is something that you can easily integrate into the video game style, and I have ideas. And that's what I want to do. I want to create those. So thank you very much, Anish, for your insights. Thank you so much for your interview. <laughs> so now we will go on with Erin. Hi, Erin. Hi, Michelle. Would you please also start with telling us about your background, your experience before entering to this master programs of educational technology? Okay. Um, uh, educationally? I, my bachelor's was in psychology, but then my work experience between then and now has been really varied. So I worked in marketing and then, um, and it's really interesting that all your previous experiences end up adding and benefiting your 
former your you know future experiences because psychology helped marketing and then after that I taught English in in France for about nine months and that helped that and then after that I taught um, nursery school for a year and a half and then after that I um, I managed a nonprofit and my favorite part of that job was that when we had outreaches and visited like schools and things and educated them about their health I was doing kind of what Anish was describing which was like physically not necessarily in a classroom setting but it was kind of like that where I would use poster boards and teaching aids and try to make it enjoyable to learn something about their health so it was teaching but in a in a smaller scale kind of thing mm-hmm. and that was my favorite part so when I applied here I was like I really enjoy teaching I really enjoy applying psychology principles to kind of like what Anisha was saying we're making things enjoyable and, and approaching it to your um, and applying it to your students and their experience and then I'm don't have that much computer science or much at all computer science experience so like that was really interesting to find that this program had all three in there you know like you could come with one or any of those components and then learn the rest of it which is kind of what was exciting about doing edutech so you did your bachelor's in psychology but then decided to go more into deep in the education part right yeah yeah um i think When my learning experience, it was more of a, I wasn't sure about going to do a master's in teaching. So I thought, all right, let me just do like small versions of it. So I would teach on the side or teach in some form indirectly. So which is why, which is how I was able to do the education, the teaching assistants in those different positions. So there wasn't that there was an official master's, you know, because I, I, Sometimes I get very indecisive and I'm like, I don't want to like commit to a master's in education, but I want to see if I like it. And so I did it a little bit and I did really enjoy it. Um, Or at least I enjoyed being able to adapt to different audiences as opposed to have a classroom of my own. So I was like really excited uh, with that. So the, the, and the psychology has always been with me because at this, on the side, I've always been really interested in like positive psychology and motivation and self-care and that kind of stuff. So those kind of coping mechanisms has always been a side interest of mine as well. Okay, so you have a lot of experience from both sides, from the education side and from the psychological side. But you already said not really from the computer science part, which is the third part exactly. that brings Edutech together. So like, what was the What was what motivated you to then study Edotech? I also really enjoyed learning languages. And when I um, when I was studying German, the German society in Jamaica were always like really promoting Germany. Like, did you know that studying in Germany, it's so it's it's tuition free and they're very enthusiastic. And and I looked at the courses and the programs in Germany and they're so very techy, you know, so like it's computer science, it's medicine, it's engineering and these are all things that are not my area but I was so interested in studying here when I found that I could still um, do the psychology education stuff along with computer science and they would welcome you as a beginner in the master's program for that I was really excited so that's kind of what drew me to this program specifically because I hadn't seen another one like it maybe there exist other ones but this was the first one that came to mind and I was like 
this is not taught in German, which is a huge deal, <laughs> you know? Like, I love German and I'd love to learn it, but I'm definitely not at the level to study in German. Um, so it was almost like the best of both worlds or best of all worlds. Okay, thank you so much for those insights into your background and your experiences. And coming to the real topic, let's say, educational technology, what would you say is the most interesting thing about combining those three things, education, technology, and psychology? I think that education and psychology are almost always linked anyway. You know, like psychology can almost be linked to everything, first of all, but technology is a relatively new development. I mean, technology has been evolving for years, but it always continues to evolve. And being able to apply new developments to the classic or so-called classic educational and psychological backgrounds is really interesting because I think that they can make, that each of those components can make the other ones more effective. Like, you know, you can have a technological um, presentation, an app, for example, or something like that. And then you can, if you apply psychological principles, if you apply educational principles, then it becomes more interesting, more engaging, more effective. And then in the same way, you know, we're moving generally away from an actual classroom situation where you might have to use whiteboards, you might have to use whatever's physically in front of you. But if you decide to also use technological tools, then those can be even more effective for the overall goal of learning. Okay, I see what you mean. And are you already working in the field of edutech right now? Are you applying the theoretical knowledge of the last semesters? Only a little bit, really. I am working as a student assistant, so I get to um, experience uh, what some of the PhD students are working on and see how they apply things. Um, and so it may not feel like a direct application, but it's really insightful because you're like realizing that there are, they can apply them in actual classrooms or in actual lessons and, um, and how their research works. Mm -hmm. So I, it's to an extent at this point in time, but I'm expecting that I will get a lot more exposure and understanding as the time goes on understanding of what of those researches or of the whole edutech world both actually yeah so like understanding how their research works or how they would conduct research and then understanding how the edutech world works and um and how they apply principles that they learned when they were doing this master's course so i think being relatively new into it, even as much as this is a second semester of a two-year program, I still feel like I'm understanding or becoming more aware of what theory can be applied in real life. So my last question for you, Erin, would be like, what are your plans for the future after this master's degree? We already talked now about the research part of the PhD students. Would that be a possibility for you? That's possible. That's possible. What I realize I really enjoy doing is working with people. Technically, I'm shy, but I, I genuinely do enjoy working with people and, and seeing how 
people directly benefit from things that um, I might be able to do for them. So mm -hmm. if I do research, it would be um, it would be really hands on. And I would really love to see how my work can improve the learning experience of other people. And um, one of the things I'm really hoping to figure something out is how can you make effective learning environments, especially like what we're trying to de de develop with Edutech, like online or in a software program or something, how can we make that accessible, more widely accessible? You mm -hmm. know, because there are so many people, especially when COVID started, that who lost access to school entirely. And how do you work with that gap of accessibility? So I want to be able to like help with that because that's that's a global phenomenon now. Like not everyone, there's so many children, especially who lost access to school and all the benefits that that involves. So I'm like hoping that I can um, help to make learning interesting and fun, but also like available across the world, if that sounds like a very beauty queen type answer, like world peace. But, you know, <laughs> like <laughs> I would really like to be able to do to have like an option of uh, of having stuff that are available to many, many people and effective. Effective is like the main thing. It sounds like a really, really big goal that you're aiming for. And do you already have? plans how you want to do that oh this feels very if like it evolves over time but it's like it's nice to have a, a big vague goal because at the end of the day when you're stuck when you're like really struggling with particular courses like all right so I I know how I'm I know what I'm working towards mm -hmm. you know so this feels really difficult at, at the moment but I have a bigger goal in mind so um yeah it may not I may not have like the actual steps but I have a big idea okay, that's that's already the beginning right you have to start somewhere exactly exactly thank you very much Erin for the insights of a former psychology student thank you so now we already talked about the two non-technology topics which are involved in educational technology, which are education and psychology. And now we'll go over to the computer science part with Saraj. Could you please tell us a bit about your background and your experience as you had before starting this master's program? So this master's here at Unisala is my first master's. So before that, I only did the bachelor's degree. Uh, it was computer science. And I had like one and a half years of gap, not entirely because I wanted it to be that long. But yeah, like my experiences actually are kind of like the source of motivation for me to choose this master's program. I worked as a tutor for a couple of years when I was pursuing my bachelor's. And also I did some volunteering teaching back in Nepal after my Bachelor's. I don't have much experience uh, with working in software development companies, but I have some experiences in education, even though it was not what I actually pursued. Okay, so what then motivated you to go into edotech coming from computer science, which is a like really, really techy, and now kind of going into this let's say, more educational direction. When I applied for master's, educational technology was not the only master's I applied to. I applied to some master's in uh, human-computer interaction, and then also some in, in some other universities uh, with educational technology. But then the thing was that uh, 
when I was doing my bachelor's and when I did tutoring, I realized that I that's something that I like was something like I discovered like about myself. Like, oh, okay, I actually like tutoring. And then after my bachelor's, when I went back to Nepal and then I had some volunteering opportunities, I went to some uh, remote school in Nepal and worked there for three, four months as a teacher. And then I realized that I liked it. And also I realized that back in my country, like the education system, it's really not up to the standard how it should be. And I felt like, yeah, maybe being a software developer or working in programming, I could do that maybe. But then I, I didn't feel like very motivated uh, thinking about like working in a company, in a cubicle somewhere in a building and not knowing like if I was making any difference or not. Education, it felt like I was very close to the students and I could see the effects uh, I had bad or good thing I could see. And I felt like maybe I could find something uh, for my master's that I could combine my like, knowledge and skills from what I learned during my bachelor's and also my passion for teaching. So, and then I was searching for that and then I just Googled educational technology. I don't know, somehow the first URL that came up was educational technology in university of, university of Saarland. Like I didn't know about this university before. I didn't know about this program. Like it just came on the first search and, and then I went the website and things and I'm like, yeah, there is computer science and there is education. There is psychology too, which I don't have much experience I think it's super interesting to hear all of your different background stories and where you actually come from, from what background. And now going a bit more deeper into the topic, what would you say is the most interesting thing about combining those three backgrounds that we now already heard about? Yeah, I think the most interesting part here is that not just the courses, but like uh, when we are working in teams, like most of the times, right, in groups, and then uh, almost everyone is from like different background, and then you can learn from your colleagues, your your friends. So it was like coming together of like different expertise mm -hmm. and working on something. What is this something that you are working on? Uh, right, right now, I'm doing my thesis about department in collaboration with the uh, medical school in Hamburg. They are creating um, a virtual patient simulator. Uh, so this is something uh, the, the medical students are there are supposed to use to learn application-based learning or goal-based learning. There, I'm working with Professor Weinberger, Miguel. And TV from our department. Yeah, it's something like I like because it's, it's something I can actually apply. I can try to apply whatever educational or psychological theories that we learn using the uh, technical programming skills. And do you have other experiences in applying what you learned in this master's? Uh, not this semester, but yeah, last semester I worked as a tutor uh, for Python programming course. Mm -hmm. um, maybe like I could not apply everything that I could have like when, when I think of it like ah oh, okay could have done differently but then that experience also made me realize that it takes a lot of planning and things are always not what you want to do and there are other factors in like educational technology when you say applying the theories so it's it's not it's not always very straightforward but it was a nice experience to learn and also maybe try out something that mm -hmm. I learned in classes and also to see like how 
how we done better. It was not just a tutoring experience, but it was also, it felt like a class. I was learning uh, educational technology while I was working. You said that there were things that you would now do differently. Do you have specific examples of what you you would change? Maybe I would have researched more before on the specific way of teaching programming because it's not always the same because there are like different fields and maybe like the when we say like, okay, we should always teach in this way, like multimedia-based learning is based and then others are like these principles should be applied and all. But then maybe we have to research more into what works for programming sometimes. Like when you think of psychological theory, like behaviorism, somehow out of fashion now, like, you know, like kind of cool to say that, yeah, that's bad. that. But then in programming, it has a lot of application because uh, it's really difficult to bring every abstract concept of programming like at first like thinking like okay this is that and this is that you cannot just learn by seeing those things and then in the beginning you kind of have to do things repeatedly and then you can learn those concepts and then then you see and yeah maybe like something like that so you already now talk about let's say different experiences you already have in that field let's say oh if it's only computer science or education or combining both but now i would be interested in knowing what are your plans for the future after this master's yeah to be honest like i don't really know for sure i think i would probably first application-based work somewhere maybe find a company that's doing something that i like uh, combining uh, application of uh, like educational theories like some platforms for uh, facilitating education in better ways Mm -hmm. And probably I would like to work as a mediator. So we go more into the business company direction than into the school direction. Yeah, kind of. But I would like to do something back uh, in my home country. Like it's lacking there. So that means that comes with a lot of opportunities. Thank you very much for your insights from the computer science perspective. And now that we talked about all those three different department that you're from i have one question for you in general what would you say for now looking back at the classes that you already took in this master's um what would you say was the most interesting topic that got covered maybe we can start again with uh, anish from education yeah i would say programming for python was my favorite class all things considered <laughs> um i think it's the thing i knew the least as aaron said uh, education and psychology are connected so i had ideas about those two things but what's fun about programming was that it was like a puzzle mm -hmm. you have a puzzle you have all of the pieces but you just got to like put the pieces together correct and then there's more than one way to get to the answer so i like that class like that and we had a, we had a good tutor to be honest so that was uh, <laughs> some good help there <laughs> and uh i like the beginning of the class i like the worksheets to be honest so that was like my favorite part of the class thank you very much and going on with erin coming from the psychology perspective from the psychology perspective i think My favorite, it wasn't so much a topic or a class. It was an aspect of the program that I found from the very beginning, which was really quite encouraging, was the accessibility and the understanding of the tutors and the lecturers, especially when it came to like health issues, you know, because when you'd message a lecturer and say, I'm really, really sorry, I can't come today. I'm feeling, you know, really, really ill. And it's, for me, it was so often, oh my gosh, because it was, you know, I'm from Jamaica and the time that the climate is so different and I was just adjusting to so many things at the same time. And I would make my very best effort to come to every lecture 
But then whenever there was a time that I couldn't come, the response was always get better soon. We hope that you're feeling better. It was very, very supportive and really encouraging. And that I found across almost all of my experiences with lecturers and tutors so far. I found that to be my, my favorite thing. Like the understanding that has to do with health issues in general, mental health issues specifically, that was really lovely to have to experience. You know, like that particular part has stuck with me. Was there also a topic that fascinated you? Not only the people, but well, also like a yes. topic? Instructional design, I think. Because there were aspects of educational design and educational preparation that maybe Anish, as an educational professional, knows. I didn't recognize these like little small aspects, mm -hmm. you know. So that was something like I'd noticed. It was kind of bringing your attention to things that are maybe you might think of them as automatic, but like, oh, okay, we'll really have to think about who is who exactly are we talking to? Who is our audience? How much? How many resources do we have? You know. What, mm -hmm. do, what can we work with? I thought that was really interesting for me. Okay, thank you very much, Erin. And now last but not least, Saraj, what would you say was the most interesting, engaging topic that you faced until now? For me, uh, I don't know, like I cannot point out a single one. I can say that ERM2 uh, was, a, was, a very, was a very interesting course for me because I don't have a background in empirical research. And that was something a bit challenging to me at first, but also uh, it was a very nice experience of doing the empirical research by myself, and like I'm in a group, and also uh, learning about the, the topic like in empirical research. Those are a bit different from what I was used to uh, from my background. And also, um, also multimedia learning. Uh, I like the course, both multimedia learning one and two. Uh, because in, in those classes, everyone had to make posters from research papers. So I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I haven't, I haven't read a lot of papers myself. But then, because I was in the in that class, like I could knew about a lot of different topics in multimedia learning and how they are interesting, and then what were covered there. And I, I, I always had like something. Ah, okay, that's interesting. Maybe I should look into that. And then I actually tried to look. Uh, into uh, one topic uh, like adapting tutoring system uh, yeah maybe it's something like it was very interesting like we we, we are not doing it uh, in our program right now it's a bit complex even even the researchers are not like uh, they are only in the like beginning phase of this uh, concept of adaptive adaptive tutoring systems but yeah it was something interesting Maybe, maybe in the future, uh, like there will be more progress in this. Thank you very much. I think it's super interesting to see all those different perspectives. Also, for example, that Anish said that his favorite part was Python. And for example, Soros didn't even take, I guess, <laughs> or didn't have to take. I experienced the course as a tutor. Yeah, that counts too. <laughs> But thank you very much, Michelle, for having us today. You're welcome. Thank you for joining today's episode. And I wish you a wonderful rest of the day. Thank you, Michelle. I think what makes this program so valuable is the mixture of background knowledge fields and areas of expertise, which allows students to contrast ideas and integrate the knowledge in innovative ways to create educational tools that excel in functionality, design, and educational content. Remember that you can follow the conversation about this and other topics on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn.
Thanks again to our guests and Michelle, and thanks to you, dear audience, for joining us. Until the next time, in EduTech, XP.